day to listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender. How are you? It is a beautiful warm day here in the Keys. I, I guess I don't have to say anything more than that. I guess there's beautiful places all around. Uh, recently, I was, uh, I have a little routine in the morning. I talk about my routines and sometimes I've been trying to change it up too. When I have to go into uh, teach my class, well, when I go in to teach my class, when I say I have to, it sounds kind of negative, doesn't it? But when I have to go and run my spin class at the gym, I like to be as motivated as possible when I go in. You know, I get up, drink my coffee. I do a little, I always watch the news. I watch a little of the news. And people say, you know, it's so negative, but you got to find out, you know, you know, something's happening. We're living in the you know, subtropics, and it's getting right towards the peak of the season here. And we've, uh, I think the next name hurricane is Diane. So we watch out for that. We watch out for anything else that might go on, might be going on. Who knows, right? But I've been kind of pulling back because I'm a big consumer of the news. I'm a big consumer of the news. But then, you know, it kind of plays with your head. You think... When you see the news and it's, it's broadcast, you think it's bigger than it is. Um, if there's a shark attack, then there's hundreds of shark attacks. If there's a plane crash, then air, air travel's not safe. Uh, horrible car accidents, violence, uh, gun, you know, gunfire, murders, drought, famine, war. It just kind of brings you down, right? So what I do now is I try to watch a little comedy and one of the comedies I watch uh, in the morning it's on it's a Hulu show no it's not an FX show but I watch on Hulu and it's called and I'm advertising it because you know I find it I it's good for me like I said not everything's good for people if you have gentle ears and don't like to hear the F note and, and uh, some sexual innuendo that's all well and good, but I find it funny. It's called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And I'm not going to review the show, but, you know, sometimes they really hit it. And I think, you know how TV shows, when they're multi-season, and almost all of them are multi-season, what am I saying? But, you know, they have other shows now. It's one season long. It's like a long mini-series, uh, mini-series, uh, like True Detective on HBO. Well, this show what we do in the shadow money uh, what we do in the shadows you may uh know about it but for those who don't it's one of those pseudo reality shows or it's a faux documentary and what it is it is a it's just like the office or what's the other one parks and recreation where a documentary crew follows people around and they get to talk to the camera and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty entertaining for, for comedies. It really works for comedies. So this one, What We Do in the Shadows, is about a group of four vampires that live in Staten Island together in a house and with their familiar. And it's uh, Nandor, Laszlo, Nadia, two vampires that are married to each other, and... Craig Robinson, who is 
a energy vampire kind of bores people to death and they live together with their familiar Guillermo and he's also a vampire killer but it's it's pretty interesting they get in arguments over chores and and there's relationship issues and things like that besides they work in their vampire things to it but I find it funny I find it really funny and uh, they're very sensitive uh, characters on this show. And uh, Nandor is a, a guy who was a leader of his country uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. It was Nandor the Relentless, and Laszlo was his liber uh, libertine from the uh, 17th century from England, and he met up with Nadja, and Nadja's from like the area of Greece or Turkey and her uh, her uh, a couple hundred years ago and, and, her, and her village was burnt down by as I'm, I don't want to give it away but was burnt down by invaders and everyone was killed except her and uh, who, she was turned into a vampire and and then you got Craig Robinson and they're very it's very fun but to get off the show so that's what I watch in the morning and sometimes I'm disappointed you know, it doesn't make me laugh, but today it did, and it put me in the mood. And that's kind of like the thing I use. I watch a little news, and then the antidote for me being getting in a dark mood sometimes is a little comedy. Yeah, that's why I use meditation, use exercise to get rid of anxiety. This is all about self-care. I've been talking about that recently, right? And... This really seems like I'm getting into a certain mix. I'm, I'm back to doing my meditation. I found this app. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to purchase it. It's called uh, Sync Tuition. It's a big app, meaning it's uh, the company's. It's a big company. It's worth a couple hundred million dollars, I guess. And what they do, it's a binaural meditation thing. You have to use it with your headphones and. It could be a gimmick. I'm doing a little research. I'm doing it free. I don't give them. I try not to give them any information. You know, I don't do that. Do it free. You know, give us your information and do it free. And you cancel at any time because I, I've never gotten sucked into that. Just like those. Uh, I heard those Girls Gone Wild videos were like that or the Columbia Records. Girls Going Wild, it was really hard to get out. When you start buying their tapes, they start to get your information and keep on sending it. But the easy way to break that is to change, you know, just cancel your credit card. If you get one and you can't resolve it by canceling it, you can just um, cancel the credit card. I, I think it's easier now because there's more consumer protection. So I'm doing this binaural thing. And the first two times I've done it, and this is two days in a row. They record your voice, and I think they supposedly sync your voice, these words, and I guess they're using your voice subliminally to calm you down and make you restful. And they work it into it, but I don't hear my voice in it. I mean, it's, and I don't know what binaural means. I have to really research that, but it, it uses both sides of, you know, stereo, and, it, and they call it 3D audio, which you make it, they simulate the sound of it traveling across your head. In, in, it sounds like it, it feels, it actually, when you're listening to it, it feels as if it's going from one ear traveling inside your skull going to the other. 
and uh, some people get really freaked out about it and stuff like that. And he said, it's messing with your head. And it very well could be. I, uh, I thought after hearing the first one, I watched one of my shows, that comedy shows, and I didn't really enjoy it afterwards. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm listening to this person. Oh, they did mess with my head. Now I'm, I lost my sense of humor. But it wasn't true. It just wasn't a funny show. Which, you know, some hits, some are misses. So recently I told you I had my uh, birthday and I noticed that there were other people that had their birthdays. I don't make a big deal on my birthday. Uh, you know, say, Jim, you mentioned your birthday four times. You're making a big effing deal about your birthday. I'm trying not to curse as much. And this, I'm, there's no reason to. I don't think I don't have to make the point. I still curse it out, but I don't have to re record it for posterity's sake. And... I'm getting back to the birthday thing, and then I notice everyone likes to celebrate their birthday, and that's well and good. That is well and good, just like weddings. You know, people weddings, brides want to feel like princesses. People like their birthdays because they feel special, and uh, that's great. I think a lot of times people do birthdays because they feel they have to do their birthday, have to do their own birthday. Say, hey, yeah, it was nice. I recognize, I tell people, I say, I don't mind telling people I'm going to be a certain age. I just hate telling them about my birthday because then they go and wish you a happy birthday and you're supposed to go, oh, thank you. And then that's it? Yeah, that's it. You have a nice birthday? I say, well, I try to have a nice day every day. You know? And if I want to have cake, I'll eat cake any day I want. Any day I god darn I almost said God damn, but I just did. Uh, God darn what? I'll eat cookies, I'll do what, and then I'll have to go to the gym and work out some. But, you know, it's not a, sometimes when you come in, it's some people, I guess they don't, they feel left, left out, they left alone, they feel isolated, and a birthday kind of really features them. For the fact that they made it another year around our, the, on this satellite that goes around our local star, you made it another year. Kudos for you. And you know, I understand for a kid, it's exciting. You get presents and some adults too. Some adults really like that. You give them a surprise party. It's a nice way throwing a party for someone is really nice way of showing them how special you think they are. You know? It'd be nice if you show them every day how special you think they are and say, hey, listen, I really appreciate you. Thank you. You know, you, you can always tell someone that you think they're special and how important they are to you. You don't have to wait till their birthday because if you wait till their birthday and a lot of other people are saying it, your message could get lost in the din of everyone else saying that. I'm not saying birthdays are bad. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that's just not my thing. I'm not. I had um, several surprise parties. Let me see. I had at least two surprise parties for myself. I didn't throw it for myself. Other people threw them for my for me. And yeah, they were fun. I just. Don't, you know, I mean, this is a party and, you know, and now that I'm not drinking, I don't know how that would work out for me having a surprise party for me and having other people drinking 
and celebrate my party by drinking. But I don't think I'd have a bigger problem as a lot of other people of my tribe, the non-drinking tribe, because I work in the business. I certainly don't want people over-imbibing because it's my birthday. If you're going to over-imbibe, over-imbibe because that's what you do. I don't mean that. I don't mean that to denigrate what you do. I'm just saying, just do that because that's what you want to do, and that's fine. And like I said, most days I feel special anyway. Sometimes too special. You know how you like to sometimes just blend in with everyone, just do your job, and or just you know go out. Don't want anybody really notice you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I. For some reason, I, I, I just don't feel it anymore. Feel that, you know, oh, it's, it's nice when people appreciate you and give you a card and they send you a message and, and all that stuff. And I'm not poo-pooing that at all. I just want to say that um, it, it's, not, it's not one of my things anymore. And it doesn't make me better or worse than anybody else. And I felt the need to explain that because sometimes people say, well... And I did get some nice cards. I got a nice card, you know, nice cards from people, nice messages. And I do appreciate those things. And speaking about being appreciated or feeling appreciated, isn't that a thing that most people crave? It's when uh, there's people out there that are desperately lonely and they get very little attention to them, paid to them. And they feel ignored. You could be working in a workplace and there's some other people you work with always getting notice from people. And, you know, getting recognition for the work they do. And you think that you're doing, or someone may think that they're doing just as good a job, if not better, and they get no notice. They get no uh, commendations. It may sound like an unrelated story, but... You know, when you come up with some kind of, whenever I had a, a, a created one of my small companies, I had people come, I had that idea. I had that idea, people say. I thought that was a good idea. And, and I said, it's still a good idea. I just decided to act on it whenever I did it. And one of these ideas, and I can say I had this idea before, was years ago, years ago. It must have been like 30 years ago. I used to joke with some of the people I worked with in catering. And we talked about a product called Asmint. Asmint. A mint for your ass. You know how it gets, uh, gets stinky sometimes, either by through gas or just a stinky, smelly ass. Try Asmint. And people say, how would you make Asmint? I said, well, it could be a mint, but probably the best one would be like one of those filters they have in a cigarette. Right? So if you pass gas, it has to go through the filter. And the filter could be mentholated or something like that. So it smells like a, a puff of nice Salem cigarettes. No. Or like scope coming out of your ass. And it was a joke. Obviously, it was a joke. Just like my idea of making sweaters out of belly button lint. It was a joke. But you know what? There's too many people out there now that need to come up with ideas. And I was watching the show I was talking about earlier, and during one of the commercials, I thought it was a comedy commercial. I thought it was a parody on one. 
And I don't even want to mention that I can't remember the name of it, but it was a tube. It looks like a tube of toothpaste. And a woman came on and she's talking directly into the camera, holding up. She says, I just got this so-and-so. And what you do is you take a little dab of it and you put it, spread your ass cheeks and put it in between. And you know, you're, you know, it, it keeps your ass crack smelling good. I mean, it's a real commercial. Pay attention to it. It's on Hulu. People are selling it. And you know what? I don't know how many people are going to buy that stuff. You know, she says, and, and they showed a little diagram how, uh, you know, just washing your ass will not keep it clean. You need this uh, cream. It, it keeps it, knocks out 100% of that swamp ass. She didn't say swamp ass. She said something else that was pretty much saying swamp ass. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, uh, you know, there's there was a movie called Tropic Thunder. And at the beginning of the movie Tropic Thunder, it was a Ben Stiller comedy. Uh, it was a, a parody of the making of Apocalypse Now. Robert Downey Jr. was in it. And Tom Cruise had, was in it. And a bunch of other guys. And, and it was uh, hilarious. But they had faux commercials in the beginning. They had faux movie trailers. And uh, the faux commercial by the guy who's a rapper, who's also a star in a movie... And it was for an energy drink called Booty Sweat. And when I was at the movie watching Tropic Thunder, at the movie theaters, when people still went to movie theaters to see movies. Yeah, there was a time when people went to the movies to see movies. The movie theaters see movies, not, not on their big screen television at home, which is about the size of a megaplex movie theater was when I was in college or after college. But booty sweat, and we're watching this commercial, booty sweat, and shows big asses throwing out booty sweat, booty sweat. And um, you know what's funny now? We were laughing. I'm looking at I'm looking at the person I'm watching the movie with, and we're going, is this a real commercial? Because they started playing commercials. They didn't have commercials when I was younger before movies. They just showed trailers for other movies. That was a great... One of the best things of going to movies is going to see trailers for other movies. And they had the best part of the movies. And you could rest assured for 90% of the movies that you saw, you just saw in that trailer the best part of that movie. And the rest of it was just filler. And you just go, oh, when? That movie didn't really live up to it. But uh, I don't know when it happened. I think I remember going to in the 80s. I saw started seeing um, music videos. They were selling, um, I guess, CDs. Uh, I saw a uh, police uh, video. Police, you know, Sting, the police. And I remember the song. It was Synchronicity. It was pretty cool because they're playing, I liked police and they were showing a music video before it and it wasn't just selling candy and soda and popcorn. I thought that was cool. But then they started playing commercials during that, before the movies. And that's what they were parodying, the commercials before it, and booty sweat, and looked at it. But I have to say, things have changed so much. After seeing the ass cream deodorant thing today, booty sweat, if I saw a commercial for booty sweat, I'd have to go, is that real? And I wouldn't be able to say, oh, this has to be a parody. 
I mean, they started coming out the ones for erectile dysfunction and guys that needed to have a larger penis. And now it's for Peroni's disease. Peroni's disease is when you have a crooked penis. And there's one out there where the guy has a carrot. His wife, there's like a, a you know, about six, five, four or five carrots. And one of the carrots is bent. And then said every so often you have this and they don't, and they just, they don't want to say you have a, they should just say you have a crooked penis. But they're saying it because there could be someone, it's not age appropriate for everyone. So they use metaphor, metaphor. To say, hey, you know what we're talking about? And they're talking about all this stuff. They, they, people talking about lubrication. Do you ever feel dry? Dry when you're getting intimate? Try this. You know, they start doing Adam and Eve. And, and eventually there's going to be vibrators and dildo commercials and stuff like that on regular TV. And maybe there should, maybe there shouldn't be. Because first of all, people say, I don't want my kid to see that. Well, if your kid has the internet, rest assured, he saw more than dildos and pocket vaginas and stuff like that already. Or she. They've seen everything. Because it's out there. There's nothing stopping them other than a question, you must be 18 or older to do it. And that's it. Imagine that with cigarettes and... and um, well, I mean, we did do it with cigarettes because you go in there and say, I'm getting cigarettes from my parents and stuff like that. And, and sometimes the person behind the counter would just give them to you. Same thing, you know, not so much with booze because the liquor uh, control boards and all that stuff, alcohol control boards, they were more stringent in prosecuting people that served minors. Right? So, it's, I mean, being worried about it being on television and stuff like that. And there's people out there, they don't want it. They don't want sex ed. They don't want to hear about gay, gay sex, trans, uh, trans people and things like that. Perhaps, you know, and they may have a point. Maybe they're not old enough to see it. Maybe, maybe they are, maybe not. You can always try to control access to those items, you know, all that information, you can not have the internet, you can put codes on it. My friend of mine uh, that lives down here, he's from my, my the, he grew up in the region I came from, and he has a child who's about 14, and they blocked a bunch of channels, and he said uh, she was always breaking his passwords, always breaking his passwords. And she had uh, the, her his child, her she has an affinity for it. Very good, smart smart kid. They don't apply themselves at school, but they will be like a freaking Einstein or the guy that broke or the people that broke the uh, Enigma Nazi uh, wartime code in World War Two. They will break your password. They will get in and watch that stuff. So there's really not much you can do. But it's so funny that these things are, you make, they were part of comedy years ago. You see it on Saturday Night Live. They make a joke about it and stuff like that. And now the regular commercials, you, it's really hard to tell when a commercial is a parody or it's real. You have to look at it sometimes and say, wow. Is this, uh, 
what am I seeing? And I, I wonder if that affects the marketing or the response of it. You see it, you know, people say, check this commercial out. Now, you knew when Girls Won't Gone Wild was showing up, it would show up late television. And you know what? That was most, if you didn't have cable, the Girls Gone Wild commercial was the most scintillating part of watching television after 12 o'clock on, on local channels. If you didn't have HBO, Home Box Office, or Cinemax. That's what HBO stands for, Home Box Office. And a lot of people don't realize that Home Box Office has been around since, since the 1970s. Yeah, who, who would have known that? So recognition. Everyone wants recognition. That was my idea. This was my idea. Was just a, you know what? It's a big world out there. You overhear that story. Uh, story. There was a supposition that if you put a thousand monkeys in a room with typewriters, just banging away at the typewriters for uh, an unlimited amount of time, obviously change, changing out the monkeys every so often because monkeys do age, that eventually a monkey would accidentally type a Shakespeare play just by chance. Just by chance. Well, thinking humans, currently anywhere from 7 to 8 billion of them on the planet, they've had that idea. Maybe not in the exact order, maybe not the exact nuances of it, but they had the idea. There were guys that had the same idea Tesla, um, the Elon Musk had about the electric car, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, the chick that did Thorough, whatever they did, the, they're doing a movie on her, the one that wanted to take, you know, through one sample of blood, be able to taste, uh, test for 40 different types of tests for it. And I forget the name of the company and stuff like that. She built people that stuff. But it was a great idea. It was a great idea. A lot of great ideas. When the, Air, um, when the Wright brothers flew in uh on Kill Devil Beach in North Carolina. Was it Kill Devil or whatever? In North Carolina, flew for 30 to 60 seconds, whatever. Uh, there were other people working on flight with varying degrees of success. No one, none as successful as them at the time, but they had similar ideas and similar approaches. And they had implemented it first. Same thing with the vehicle and stuff. The electric car, the, the first electric car, I just watched, I saw it on one of my social media f feeds. One of the first electric cars around was one that went 100 miles up to 25 miles per hour. But that was pretty good because they didn't have roads then. So 25 miles per hour is a very, you know, very good gallop for a horse. And it could 100 miles. And there's there were cars like 10 years ago, electric cars, uh, 15 years ago, and that was their limit too, 100 miles. Now they're talking 600 miles, 700 miles, 800 miles. Uh, so almost uh, like Shakespeare said, there's nothing original under the sun. It's how we implement it. It's how it is implemented. Like someone in 1969 when man landed, uh, the U.S. landed a man on the moon, and yes, they did land a man on the moon for all you deniers. As I said in previous podcasts, even our adversaries at the time acknowledged that we landed a man on the moon. And uh, 
No one said, well, I had that idea of putting a man on the moon. Well, no, there was a lot of things you had to do to put a man on the moon. And there was a lot of things you have to do in order to create an electric car. A lot of things you have to do to create a cell phone or a smartphone. So you may have the idea, and the community talks about it, just because you're, you come up with the idea, there is the engineering behind it, creating it. It's like doing a podcast. I have an idea for a podcast, but I have to implement it. And I have to, you know, I have to create, I have to do the action of creating in order to produce an end product. Having the idea is great. Did you ever have in a group of friends and let's say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it from the guy's point of view. There's a group of guys and you're talking to your friends and you go, hey, you know what? Lisa is very attractive. Uh, and I think she's fun. I'm going to ask her out. And the other friend goes, I was going to ask her out. So, you were going to, I was going to ask her out before. And you ask, oh, well, and then you can just walk over to her house and say, hey, Lisa, would you like to go out for lunch sometime? And your friend could be pissed off at you. But he had the opportunity to do it already. And that's the thing. We all want recognition. We all want to be remembered and say, hey, listen, I had that guy idea. You're, you, you know, you, you, you with whatever. If, if you're there first, the first Edmund Hillary was actually, uh, if, I don't like to give Edmund Hillary the credit because it was the Tenson Norgate, Norgate or something like that. It was a Nepalese Sherpa who actually helped Hillary, Edmund Hillary wouldn't have gotten to the top without uh, the Sherpa that um, helped him along the way. And we and I should know his name. I really shouldn't know his name. He didn't go and say, he didn't pop up and say, well, really, you, you know, Edmund Hillary gets the credit, but it was actually me. I did most of the work. I carried most of the equipment. So that's one of the things you can get the credit. But unless you're going to go and implement something, you're going to do it. Action, acting on something is almost uh, as important, if not more, than coming up with the idea. Coming up with it, people have ideas all the time. Just if you have an idea and you do not act on it, do not complain to someone that you had your chance, that you you thought of doing it. I did my I did all my little businesses. I may have been the first one in the area to do it, but someone else had an idea someplace else. I had the idea here. I think I had an idea separate, but I, I would be reluctant to say I came up with the idea first. So that's how I get by with that. And just say, you know, just lay off that stuff. When you get a good idea, do a little research on it. Maybe purchase the domain name and see if you can patent the idea. Do a poor man's patent if you do. A poor man's patent is where you write it down and stuff like that. And you put it in an envelope, you seal it, you get it post dated, uh, you know, get a, the mail stamp on it. And that says, well, here it is, it's in here. And, uh, you can even put it, you can even post it on the internet. People say, hey, this existed, this existed on social media in my files here. I took a picture of it. 
So I can say this existed. I couldn't have put it on. It says 2017, July 7th, 2017. Here it is. There's a way. And there's all sorts of things you could do. So I had the idea first, and someone else comes up. I don't worry about someone coming and listen to podcasts and say, hey, listen, uh, the assment, that's my idea. And I want royalties from it. I want a penny from every tube you sell. So in a year, you're going to send me $20. And you're quick doing the math, aren't you? Oh, I live $20. Oh, Jim's saying that they're only going to sell 2,000 tubes of the Asmin. I don't think I don't think it's going to be one of those things. I don't think you get wealthy selling as deodorant. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I did mine for comedy, though. Mine wasn't supposed to be something that would ever. I wouldn't think I'm going to develop a filter to shove up your ass in case you fart. But I, I don't know if Asmin protects against that. I may still have the idea for the ass filter. Like the ass muffler. The ass suffler. Something like that. Who knows? And now you have the idea. If you want to do it, you know, there's always the ass deodorant. You can just say, hey, listen, do you fart a lot? We got the ass muffler. How, if, how would you like your farts to smell like? Jasmine and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And people come in there. Boy, Jason farts a lot, but you know what? He, with that new ass, ass filter he has, he always smells like a you know, cup of tea. Well, that's all I have to, and I know that, that I didn't mean it to be um, as crude as it is, but, you know, just move on from the, those things that you think that you deserve credit for, because other people have ideas, too. Thank you very much and have a great I a great idea. Have a great day. And have some great ideas too. I'll talk to you later. Bye.